I just climbed a mountain Saturday in Pennsylvania and I seen Josh Prince at the top of the mountain. Did he really? come down like a ray of sunshine? He let his hair down so I could climb up it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Matt, your, your diversity handgun thing, are you going to, does that mean you're going to have revolvers and double action, single action? Oh, and no, no, fire? no, no, no. I'm, I'm segregated just oh. to uh, semi-automatics for that. Oh, okay. Striker so fired to be precise. So it's no, not really I, diverse in regards no, to the pistols. No, no. The, the hardware is going to be, the hardware is going to be non-diverse, but the software is going to be diverse. Ah, touche, touche. <laughs> The Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Necro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Meet the Pressers. I'm Matt Mallory and this is my co-host Clint Macro here. We've got a great guest today but before we uh, hand it over to Clint to in introduce our guest I wanted to tell you a little bit about the show. We are about pressing triggers. We talk about faith and politics here and there. We do gear reviews, we blow stuff up and we just have a fun old time. So Clint, take it away. We have a very special guest today and actually someone that I just met at SHOT Show earlier this year. And before we started rolling, we were talking about what a different world we lived in when we first met versus now. His name is Big Tony Simon. He is pound for pound uh, the, the greatest firearms instructor on the planet. Tony, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hey, man. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I really appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Mountain Man Medical. The right medical training and gear should be accessible to every American. Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, ASP, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by other fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. Why don't you uh, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself, what got you into uh, firearms education and advocacy, and, and just tell us a little bit more. All right, I'll give you my elevator speech. Um, born and raised in southwestern Virginia, country dude. Uh, joined the Corps at 17. Uh, firearms were just a part of life. It wasn't anything special. I mean, you know, it's, it's just what people had. Uh, we took them out. They were for hunting, they were for self-protection, and they were also for fun at parties. Uh, you go out back and shoot some cans during the cookout or whatever, it was no big deal. Um, competed in high school in uh, competitive air gun, air rifle, and uh, joined the Corps. Uh, got out of the Corps and moved to New Jersey, and um, the anti-gun laws were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, this was in the 90s. And uh, just the bar to entry was... Um, pistol purchase permit if you want to buy a handgun firearms id card uh, you'd have to have two references you'd have to sign paperwork from to check your mental health uh, records that kind of thing and i didn't know anyone and I, I, the firearms i bought up were from virginia that i had purchased there but i couldn't go to a range with them because i didn't have a firearms id card um, from new jersey so it stunted my growth for a while mm -hmm. and then then 2012, I went through the paperwork, rigmarole, got my firearm, uh, and went to the range and sucked. 
because it was a good 20 years between getting out of the core and going out to the range. And uh, I was horrible. Well, luckily my friend, Sean Fisher from Black Bag Resources had just picked up his NRA training certifications and was giving classes. And he was like, why don't you come to more rifle class? I went from shooting pizza box size groups, if you want to call something the size of a pizza box a group, uh, to shoot it, to stacking 10 rounds on top of each other at 25 yards, and you could cover with a quarter. And that was after one class. And I just felt so good after that, that I wanted to have people feel as good as I did after completing training. So I started, uh, took all the classes at Gun for Higher Range in Woodland Park, firearm, uh, rifle, shotgun, pistol, RSO. I took all of them because I was going to become the greatest firearms instructor in the world. And then Sandy Hook happened. Mm. And um, just New Jersey legislators had 86 bills stacked up to just shut down our Second Amendment. And uh, Sean and I got together and wrote a letter. It took like five hours for us to write a letter to our legislators that wasn't too wordy, but was straight and to the point. And that's when I got online. And that was our first bit of activism. I went online and I posted in every gun forum that we had. And I was like, look, this is our letter to our legislator. This is happening around the country. Use it as a format, a copy and paste it. We don't care. If you don't speak up, we'll be ran over. Mm-hmm. And that started it. And, um, I went and testified in front of New Jersey's uh, legislator in the assembly. And that was nerve wracking. I'd never done it before. Um, Matter of fact, I could not tell you today what I said if someone would not have videotaped it. Mm. Like, I don't remember the entire three minute testimony. Just trying to get through it. Yep. I, I just did what I did. People responded well. And it was 200 plus pro gun people when I was the only black guy that was pro-gun in the room. And by that time, of course, I trained people and I'd taken training. So I knew they were black, African-Americans, Asians, Latinos, everything in the firearms community. And I was like, why weren't any of us represented? So I contacted the Second Amendment groups in the state. And I was like, hey, guys, you have a program that actually introduces minorities to the, the legislative side of firearms Mm -hmm. ownership. And all of them said no. And I was like, well, that sucks. And my friend Sean was like, well, why don't you contact Anthony Calandro and you do something? Mm-hmm. And man, when somebody puts the ball in your court, and one of the things I like saying is, are you going to talk about it or are you going to be about it? Mm-hmm. And Sean was like, well, are you going to talk about it or are you going to be about it? <laughs> Threw the ball right back in your court. Oh, dude, I hate when your friends throw your own words back at you. Yeah. So I contacted Anthony Calandro in February 2015. Um, and he said, what about Thursday? I, I was like, um, uh, give me a week. And that's when I also learned about social media. And when you create a Facebook event, all the people that say they're coming don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> so I had dozens of people say they were coming and I expected the classroom to be flooded. Four guys showed up. Wow. Four guys showed up an hour and a half late. <clears throat> so, um, We had the event and it was called the African-American diversity shoot because it was taking place in February. I got so many emails and texts and messages from people going, can white people come too?" And I'm like, it's the diversity shoot. Um, Yeah. I I want 
white people. It's February. <laughs> so uh, Sean and I worked on the name and came up with the second is for everyone. Uh, we hope that cleared everything up. And then we still call it the diversity shoot. And that's been going on since 2015. Yeah, fun thing about uh, about uh, Gun for Hire. I, that's where I got my NRA training counselor certification, came down there and got that many years ago. And, nice. uh, and, and Anthony's been, been a guest on the show before too. So yeah, we've, uh, when you said those names, it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah that's good. I've done a, a little <laughs> bit of work with Jimmy Gramino's too. Jimmy's yep. a good nice. Yeah. Jimmy's, Jimmy's a great guy. Uh, that's like family, man. I mean, yeah. They're the ones that motivated me to keep going after four people showed up. I was like, I'm sorry to waste your time, Anthony. Uh, I know you could have used this classroom for something else. He was like, that's all right. You'll get them next month. I was like, what? He was like, oh, you're not. He said straight up, you're not quitting. Yeah. You're going to do this again. And and through them, um, it was it was great because we welcome all people. And gun people know this, but I think new shooters and just people who aren't the stereotypical gun owner need to hear, hi, you're welcome at the range, regardless of your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, your political background, any of that, we want you here. Mm -hmm. We want to welcome you as a human being that has the right to defend yourself with, with this tool. Right. And, and then it's, I guess it's sad in a way because the stereotype is out there or, or the narrative is out there that all gun owners are just middle-aged white guys that hate anyone who's not a middle-aged white guy. Yeah. And I'm like, nothing could be further from the truth. There's always a gun guy circle. There's a gun guy yeah. and everybody at work kind of goes, hey, um, I'd like to shoot a gun sometime. We'll bring them. Or I'm not sure about this gun. I I'm, I'm kind of anti-gun. But I think people should have them like you should have them, but other people should bring that guy too, or yep. girl or whatever. Um, bucket list, <laughs> bring them. Birthday wish, bring them. Because what we do is not only introduce them to firearms, but introduce them to Second Amendment advocacy groups because right. you need that education. Gun owners do too. Um, many of them don't know the name of the groups in their state mm, that right. they could actually donate to or even volunteer for. So we try to clear that up too. The very first event we had, of course, it's called what it's called, and the four brothers showed up, and it was great because it's like uh, two two Hispanic guys, two black guys, and then all of a sudden this other guy showed up. Now this is Facebook. I'd only had like a few friends, so word of mouth, right? Word of mouth spread, and this guy shows up, and I'm he's an older black guy, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? He was like, hey, I'm here for the class, and I'm like, okay. Who, who, who told you about us? Oh, Bill. Well, who's Bill? <laughs> Come to find out, this guy was from the New Jersey State Police. And because it was African-American shoot, I'm sure they left some words out. They wanted to see what was going on. And they actually sent a New Jersey State Police representative. They sent a plant. In civilian <laughs> clothes, yeah, to uh, find out what we were doing. Well, I bet you're able to help him with his trigger press. Oh, well, it was great, bro, because it was like, ends up, he worked for the firearms division. And I was like, oh, cool, then you can answer some questions, too, because this is about information. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And then he pulled out an STI 2011, and uh, we tried to burn through all of his ammo. <laughs> it was nice. a great day. Hi, this is Robin Sandoval from A Girl and a Gun, and I'm the Texas delegate from the DC Project. And this is Meet the Pressers with Matt and Clint. Meet the Pressers. That's always funny because people, um, 
like revolvers, they act as if somehow they don't work anymore because semi-automatics got invented. And one of my favorite guns is my 686 that I bring that I had some polish work done on it from um, Patriot Gun Polishing. Um, Veteran, Marine down in Florida. And I contact them as like, look, I have a 686. It's a great gun to shoot. My FFL gave it a sweet trigger. I'm talking like three pound single action trigger pull, six or seven pound double action beautiful gun little beat up it was used and i was like i'd like to have you put a mirror polish on it so it doesn't intimidate new shooters Hmm. well he did it new shooters don't care it's the guys that come and actually volunteer in my ports they always like they were all like where did this come from oh my god it's awesome who polished it and i guess he got a lot of business so he contacted me and said hey send it back down i'll add go highlights so it's 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 a really cool handgun that i pretty much bring to the events because i mean you've taught classes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have ladies in the 60s and 70s coming to my classes and um some they can't rack a slide on the semi-auto. Uh, one didn't have the grip strength. Uh, others couldn't coordinate how to use the body and pivot. So I'd contact. I got a revolver. I got a revolver. I had a trigger job done on it, and you can pull the trigger regardless at this point. And that's why I got it, just to make it easier. And I put 38s in the 357, and people can shoot it all day. It's about giving people options that's well and you know and something you had said too when you took that class your your rifle class after that hiatus of shooting leaving that class with that dopamine rush of like woohoo i did it that's Mm -hmm. a huge huge motivator Mm -hmm. for our students so it's it's important i appreciate the fact that you've invested extra money into your kit so that you have those options available to those students that are maybe having a rough time because we want them to leave our classes feeling empowered and excited about continuing to to train and if yeah. they had a if they had a miserable experience in class, they're probably going to go, oh, this isn't for me. Oh, my husband was right. I shouldn't, you know, whatever. You know, it's going to be a negative thing. So that's a, that's a great idea to have that extra. We have hardware. to be careful. We have to be careful in the gun community with negativity, because again, it's about circles. You might meet someone who's never shot a gun before. You have no idea what they went through to get to that point. Oh, yeah. uh, their circle of friends, their family have told them their entire lives that guns aren't for you, only mm-hmm. bad guys and police mm-hmm. have guns. And they fought all of that to show up at your range. Yeah, especially nowadays because we have so many adults who, quite frankly, were anti-gun a couple months ago. So they they went through or knew someone who has or potentially witnessed a very, very negative thing that has led them to that point of of you know, get going over that inhibition and fear and saying, you know what, I am going to exercise my rights. So you're absolutely right about that. And I think a lot of instructors fail to recognize that. They really do. And I'm like, understand, not only do you have to overcome their programming, when you're done, if you do a good job, you've just created an ambassador that is now the gun guy in their circle of friends. Yeah, and they do. can pull more people in that you would have never met. Yep. I'm like, so this is work. Um, yeah. It's and not. I, it's a craft. You know what? And, and you're saying that is absolutely right. And one of the benefits is, you know, the best advocate for quitting smoking is someone that just recently quit smoking. So getting someone, getting someone who was, who was anti-gun, for instance, a couple months ago to be pro-gun now, just that zeal and that excitement that they're going to bring to sharing that information with their friends yeah. might even win a couple extra more people. Yeah. Yep. 
and and I try to tell people online persona you could be a good guy or you could be that guy I'd rather be the good guy because a lot of these people and everyone knows it the minute you buy a pistol regardless of what it is you go online and look at all the reviews of that pistol um the minute you join Facebook and Instagram and buy a gun you join every gun group on Facebook and Instagram or whatever um sure. <laughs> and if you go hi here is my Glock. Oh, you didn't do anything to it? When are you going to put new sites and get rid of those crappy factory sites? When are you going to get this? Oh, you only bought a, oh, you couldn't afford a Glock? You got a Canic? Oh, you got a High Point? What a piece of garbage. And I'm like, you do understand that these people are brand new and all of a sudden you're just splashing them with your poop because you have fun doing that? You don't know who you're talking to. Like, like you're shutting people off. You think you're being clever and something. I don't know. I just go, you could be a good guy or you could be that guy. And a lot of people are just cool being that guy. <laughs> I, I like being that guy when I run up against uh, fellow military veterans, not in the army, like, Oh, you're in the Marines. Oh, all right. I guess I'll deal with you. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it does suck when you walk in a room and see a bunch of Marines and you're in the army and realize that they're better than you, but Hey, listen, that's okay. <laughs> see, see, but that's perfect. Cause you give it right back. I mean, it's, it, that's, that's how we do it. Right. Well, fighting for the same country, brother. Dude, we just, uh, it's fun. It's fun when everybody gets it's a joke. Yeah. Ran into a guy that didn't get it. Wanted really? to fight me one day what? because he said he was attached to the Rangers. Oh, geez. And I went, hey, Slick, were you a Ranger? I was attached to the Rangers. <laughs> okay. Let me explain something. <laughs> attached to the Rangers? Oh my yeah, you were attached. Anybody could be attached to right. anything, bro. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a civilian. I know what words mean. <laughs> All of a sudden, then I found out I was best friends with a CO. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what unity was in, but when I found out, I was like, oh, your commanding officer's yada yada. He was like, <gasps> I was like, yeah, we've been friends since he was in high school. <laughs> All of a sudden, he had somewhere to go. <laughs> course yeah early early on in my career i i was challenged by someone who was in the military said that i didn't have the pedigree to be teaching firearms and i kind of looked at him and and he says yeah i did all this time overseas and blah 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 and i said what was your mos and he goes water specialist (laughs) (laughs) i said well thank you for your service brother the big green machine needs support and and you did a valuable thing but uh i don't see your point Yeah. yeah yeah I'm Master Ken, and you're watching Meet the Pressers with Matt McClintock and uh, Clint uh, Macron. Meet the Pressers. So he wasn't with the not f***ing around coalition? (laughs) 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 And he didn't shoot himself and then blame the gun? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I actually had to talk about those guys on the show. As an instructor, I think it's important for us to point out AR-15s don't go off. And I think, uh, what was his name, Jam Master J or Grand Master J? Um, I was like, no, because that video will be played by anti-gun people saying how dangerous AR-15s are, and all of us need to jump on it. Mm -hmm. And, And to say you're racist because you pointed out this guy was incorrect, no, you're not. You don't get that off. Yeah, I've seen that. Actually, I watched. That's one of the episodes I watched. I heard you talking about that. That's yeah. Well, I'll be uh, talking about it on this week's show. I was gonna name this week's podcast "Let's Race War," 
but I thought it was a little too Racing. shocking. <laughs> so I, I said divide and conquer. Um, I, I read there you go. divide and conquer. But it was like, no, you can't hide behind racism when you get something that wrong. That's dangerous. Yeah, definitely. That's well, misinformation. Right. It's 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 playing on people's emotions, politics, never letting a good crisis go to waste, all that kind of crap. But and it's not owning a mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say the the accidental discharge mentality would be something like the Sig Sauer P320. You know, if you're walking and you trip and the gun flies out of your hand and it goes off, well, then there was negligence that caused that accidental discharge. Yeah, but that that in that case, it stems back to design and manufacturing. So the ultimate reason it went off was because of the the accidental discharge, because of the mechanical failure. Exactly. Which I. I actually Oils down to one. negligence somewhere. True. I had one happen while I was teaching the class. Yeah. The 320? Uh, no. Um, actually, a shotgun. I just purchased mm-hmm. a used single-action shotgun. Slam a single uh, break-action shotgun. Okay. No. Oh. Um, I'd taken it out to the class, and we were doing skeet. NRA qualifications, you have to shoot fun. We were launching them. Yep. So I'm up to demonstrate single-action. I load it, close it have it in my shoulder and I cock it as I'm bringing up, but I'm rest. I'm going to rest my finger on a trigger guard. The screw had come loose. The trigger guard actually fell off. So what I ended up resting my finger on the was the trigger as I was bringing it up into my shoulder. Boom. Went off before I shouldered it. Oh, wow. I mean, it, of course it's only a 12 gauge and I'm oh, the largest pound for pound firearms instructor in America. So it did nothing, oh. but, but it did cut my finger. And I was the only, my, me and my partner, Sean, were the only ones that noticed everyone else just thought I missed the clay. Mm-hmm. And we stopped the class. I broke it open. I went and found my trigger guard on the ground and we had a teachable moment about when you get something used, you have to check all the screws and make sure they're tight and everything mm-hmm. else. And Preventive I had not done that. And also bringing a brand new gun to a class to teach without actually checking it and shooting it first. So it was a negligent discharge, but I mean, you couldn't get a much better negligent discharge than coming to your shoulder, aim down range. Well, I mean, right there is proof in the pudding how the the combination of safety rules that we we apply anytime we're handling a gun, if one of them is in place, then nobody's going to get hurt. Yep. So yep. It, you had that safe direction taken care of. So when it failed elsewhere, still there was no consequence aside from maybe a bruised shoulder and dirty pants. Well, and the whole thing was um, we could have we could have shut up about it. No one noticed. None of our right. students noticed. Right. And I'm like, no, one, this is the first time it's ever happened to me. I've never had that happen. And let's explain what happened and why it happened and what could have been avoided. And then, of course, we talk about, again, the safety rules. If you can violate one, <laughs> but only one, yeah. and nobody can get will get hurt. And and that's what we uh, we really talk safety in our classes because we talk to a bunch of beginners, and we have to stress that, and we have to overcome every guy movie you've ever seen mm-hmm. that actually explains firearm safety. Definitely, well, that shows yeah. a great deal of integrity, Tony. That's that's pretty cool that you got you took advantage of that teachable moment. Oh heck yeah! I mean, there's nothing wrong with dude. Everyone makes mistakes. Now let's make them have the least impact as possible. But another thing is as a man, you have a firearm in the house and your significant other doesn't want you to have one in the house. And then you have a negligent discharge. You just messed up real bad. Not only about the firearm, but about everything else, because you'll never win another argument again. 
Yeah. Hey, remember when you thought you were right and shot a hole in the wall? Yeah, take the garbage out. <laughs> it's just never going to stop. So, <laughs> you, there's some truth to be said about that statement. That's for sure. Well, that went dark quickly. Let's talk yeah, about something fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony. Everyday carry. What you what you carrying these days? Glock 19 Gen 2 and a fat boy holster. A fat guy holster. <laughs> right now from JX Tactical. They sent me one out. And uh, the problem I had with my Glock was, again, being tactically fluffy. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> when I carry uh, holsters that are inside the waistband, uh, they have a habit of trying to shoot out like a pop zit my Glock. So uh, the, the this holster particularly is much deeper. Uh, can I show my cert pistol as showing what's going on? Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. Well, it sets much deeper. It sets about this deep in my pants, so I can't get the master grip when I reach down. Mm-hmm. So I have to reach over with my thumb to pull it out yeah. and then and then just bring it down. That's so a great that, technique, though, for getting an absolutely consistent grip. Because if you do that, it indexes your hand right there and just, boop, flop the thumb over. And yep. Yeah, so that that's what I do every time I've been working on it, dry fire, uh, using, of course, my cert pistol in the inside the waistband holster and just continually pulling it out and dry firing with it. Um, it's pretty cool because it doesn't shoot them out. And, of course, I live in Jersey, so I can't carry outside the house, regardless of how many carry permits I have throughout the country. Um, so I just carry in my home because, again, 100% of home invasions take place in the home. So I have the ability to <laughs> repel that. And of course, we just had the federal judge family attacked not 10 miles away from my home. If you remember the UPS, uh, dri- excuse me, FedEx okay. driver. Yep. Yeah. That happened in my neighborhood in the complex I've done work in since wow. the early 90s. Wow. Be the first kid on your block to have your official issue Meet the Pressers logoed gear. Visit the Meet the Pressers merchandise page on BallisticInc.com to get your high-quality, American-made Meet the Pressers shirts and hats. Meet the Pressers. I can say it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show, Tony, and I'd like to invite you back anytime you'd like to come on. I'm sure Matt would agree with that, that totally. sentiment. So before you before we wrap things up, could you just give everyone like your information, how to get in touch with you, how to watch watch your show, listen to your show? All right, cool. You can go to diversityshoot.com. Diversityshoot.com is our website and has links to our YouTube page. You, you can listen to my show on YouTube, which is 2A4E Podcast. Um, I'm also on the Gun and Gear Review Podcast on the Firearms Radio Network, and I'm on the Self-Defense Radio Network on uh, self-defense gun stories, which we do that. And it's a different firearms instructor every week talking about four self-defense stories that happen in real life, what you could do better and what you can learn from it. So that's what we do. You can donate to our GoFundMe. That's also a link on our .com. Um, GoFundMe, uh, we also have PayPal and we also have a Patreon that you can support us. And we give away really cool stuff. I've given away uh, a pistol in, in cooperation with Yankee Marshall. Um, I've given away two ARs mm-hmm. also. So we have cool stuff like that. And we got Larry Vickers' new limited edition AR-15 volume two book signed by Larry with a note thanking whoever wins it for supporting the second is for everyone handwritten. So it's pretty cool. Um, that's the kind of stuff we'll be giving away and you can see us on Simon says train on Instagram and the second is for everyone on Facebook. So there's ways to support us and that's great. And if you can't support us, support your local second amendment group. We need it. We all need it. Very true. 
Well, we'll see you at the uh, at the rally in D.C. in October. Oh, I'll be speaking at the rally in D.C. Awesome. in October. And awesome. I'm also going to be speaking for the GR Gun Rights Policy Conference. But since they canceled it, it'll be online. So I'll have to do uh, a pre-prepared recorded speech, but I'll be doing that too. Cool. Cool. Well, looking forward to interacting with you again sometime in real life human uh, human uh, meet space. interface. Meet space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> meet space like that yeah. wait a minute that sounds weird well, okay <laughs> it's funny. no m-e-e-t not m-e-a-t that's an entirely different place hey man he was in the <laughs> army i don't know i don't know don't ask don't tell <laughs> i'm telling everybody <laughs> well it's been a real pleasure yeah, man it's been great man all right thanks guys stay all safe right. brother take care yep my name is Kim Stolfer. I'm president of Firearms Owners Against Crime. I'm out here exercising my Second Amendment rights, as I've done for the last 65 years. The right to bear arms is a civil right, not meant for negotiation, as some politicians would have you believe. So if you believe in the Second Amendment, you believe in individual liberties, please get involved now. Make sure your friends are registered to vote. Because on November 4th, if we don't do what we need to do, we're all going to pay the price. There's a lot of sponsors that make this show possible, like Mantis. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode is brought to you by Mountain Man Medical. The right medical training and gear should be accessible to every American. Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, ASP, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by other fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, click the little bell, come on Patreon, help support us that way, come to one of our classes, or host us, we can come to you and do one of our courses at your location. So until next time, Adieu. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.